whether it's cholesterol, blood pressure, maybe it's digestion, maybe it's physical fitness, weight loss, there's a lot going on. And if we don't pay attention to all of it as one, I think we really limit the potential that many of us have. a two-part series and I'm going to call it the mind and body and what we're going to talk about in this two-part series is I'm going to start with part one and we're going to discuss the body in part two we're going to discuss the mind but throughout both parts I'm going to try to connect the pieces of how the mind and body work together because I think one of the challenges we have in our health system is this isolation of medicine or isolation of helping people through their their health conditions or in the way I like to put it, how do you thrive? You thrive by getting all pieces, all mind and body to work together. So part one, we're going to break down the body. And when we think about the body, in the case of this video, I want us to really talk about the physical body. So when we think about body, it's going to be everything physical. And when you look at the definition of body, the physical structure of a person or an animal. So the body is going to be anything that we can see and touch, bones, flesh, organs, cells, tissues, systems. And if you didn't know this, there's 12 different systems inside the body. You have the skeletal system, muscular system, the nervous system, the skin, hair, and nails, lymphatic system, endocrine system, cardiovascular system, respiratory system, digestive system, urinary, and reproductive. So that's what I want us to think about to start of when we talk about the body, it's anything physical. And this is where I think we get a little bit sideways of this isolation. Sometimes we don't connect the dots between how the digestion works with maybe the brain or the mind, or maybe the muscular skeletal system and the mind and the brain. And so I think it's becoming more common to talk about the mind-body connection but I think we all have to step back when we're trying to solve some of these health issues to think about the mind and body and how they work together. But we're gonna break these into two parts. And I was doing a little research and you know it's interesting, there's 135 different specialties or subspecialties that a doctor can go in. Orthopedics, cardiology, radiology, sleep, eyes. This is also interesting. An endocrinologist is pretty much the same as an immunologist, but they call it an endocrinologist. So there's so many different specialties. There's so many different avenues. There's probably, uh, you know, any of these uh, systems, there's probably a cancer specific doctor for that. So when you think about medicine, it is very isolated. And in one part, that's good. And so somebody's going to know exactly about, you know, the hair follicle and how it operates versus somebody that understands the, the eye. But as you know, the eye has a hair follicle. And so you, you see that there is some crossing over that's required. But in our medical world, we try to get as isolated, as specific as we can get, especially as more of these conditions, uh, I think, get a lot more challenging. But if there's 135 different specialties or specialists, you can see how we don't quite know how to handle the mind and body together. You know, where would you go for somebody that just wants to connect all the systems, all the properties in a thriving way? 
doesn't really exist. And I think this is sometimes how we get sideways. So if someone comes to see us and maybe they're having physical digestive issues, we got to know a little bit maybe about the brain and how that plays a role in digestion. Or maybe somebody's having trouble sleeping. But again, do we talk about how the brain is operating? And so this isolation can be good, but in my opinion, it also can limit us from maybe exploring some potential for how the mind and body can operate. And so the kind of the real genesis of this conversation, especially with the body, is the body is always talking to us. The body is always giving us cues and clues and signals. The key is, are we listening? Now, for the sake of this two-part series, the mind and body are always talking to us, especially the mind. But again, I don't think for many of us, we listen like we can to get the outcomes that we desire. And so these are a couple of things I want us to kind of break down. If the body's always talking to us, what does that really mean? The energy, your energy. What is your energy level like? Is it low? Is it high? Is it up and down? This is a cue, this is a clue telling us how the body is functioning. Or our skin, this is a big one. Your skin is telling you what's going on physically. Is it dry? Is your hair growing? Are your nails growing? Are they brittle? All this stuff, the skin, the hair, the nails, it's talking back to us. Pain. This is probably our biggest limiting factor. We don't like pain. And one of the six vital signs, if you watched the documentary on Hulu, Dope Sick, is pain is the sixth vital sign. And we try to avoid pain at all costs. And I, I'm not, this isn't a podcast around pain, but pain actually can be a very good cue to make a change. For example, if my knee is constantly bothering me and all I do is take an anti-inflammatory to relieve the pain, I'm probably not going after the source of the problem. So pain, the nervous system, is a great uh, indication to talk back to us. Strength. I think this is an overlooked thing. What is your strength like? What's your flexibility, range of motion? Paying attention to these things. I hear all the time, well, as I age, my strength gets worse. Doesn't have to at the rate for most people. Digestion, this, this is probably one of the things that we're starting to see more people be aware of. If you're not paying attention to it or you're masking it, you know, that can be one thing that really we want to pay attention to. And what I'm going to get into in the mind, especially when we're talking about the mind, is your digestion is the second brain. And so that communication, that connection actually sends signals to the brain. Lung function. Thinking about the cardiovascular system. What's your lung function like? Do, are you out of breath? Do you feel like you can get full oxygenation? Blood pressure, heart rate, breath. Do you feel like your breath doesn't smell right? Do you feel like you have dry mouth, have enough saliva? The mouth is telling us a lot. And then the big one that I think some people don't realize is a cue is sleep. Matt is, you know, I just can't sleep. Well, that's telling you that something is going on. And so when you think about all these systems, all these physical systems, the body, it's always talking to us. The key is, are we listening? And when we talk about the mind-body connection, we also have to realize if we're not paying attention to the whole body, then we're not going to be able to solve or prevent or go after the source of many of our issues. Whether it's cholesterol, blood pressure, maybe it's digestion, maybe it's physical fitness, weight loss, there's a lot going on. And if we don't pay attention to all of it as one, 
I think we really limit the potential that many of us have. And so in part one, as we talk about the body, not a whole lot here other than really starting to get you to think about all the different mechanisms that are connecting. They're communicating, they're signaling, they're giving us cues. And this is what makes me the most excited about health is that the body actually gives us some answers. The key is, are we listening when those signals are coming our direction? And so in part one, the body, your homework, your job is listen to the body. And the key is it will give you the answers for what are some of the sources of the problem. Again, we'll see in part two as we discuss the mind and we'll bring it together, the mind-body connection. See you again soon.